and welcome to PHM in Your Practice, the podcast where we explore population health management from a radiology perspective. I'm your host, Chris Hobson, and today I'm joined by Dr. Amy Patel. Dr. Patel is a breast radiologist and medical director of Liberty Hospital Women's Imaging. She also serves as assistant professor at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and is vice chair of the Economics Committee of ACR's Commission on Patient and Family-Centered Care. She was recently elected chair of the ACR Young and Early Career Professionals section. Dr. Patel, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Please tell me about your role at Liberty Hospital. Yes, so at Liberty Hospital, I am the medical director of our Women's Imaging Center, uh, which is a comprehensive uh, breast imaging center. Uh, You know, by strict definition, I'm actually employed by a private practice group, Alliance Radiology, and uh, we also uh, interpret uh, radiological examinations for multiple rural facilities uh, in Northwest Missouri. So in addition to being the medical director of women's imaging at Liberty Hospital, I also oversee uh, breast imaging for uh, six, soon seven, soon to be seven uh, rural hospitals in Northwest Missouri. And I also oversee the breast imaging for uh, a, a health a uh, health system uh, for underserved or um, indigent uh, population in urban Kansas City. What are some challenges facing your patient population there in Kansas City? Well, you know, I think that one of the biggest things, and I, I still think we're very, uh, it's very early uh, for us to really make determinations in terms of the extent of how we're going to see this, but I think. Uh, loss of insurance coverage uh, due to COVID uh, is something that we really need to be aware of. I think, again, it's too early to know, you know, people are still being uh, laid off, uh, furloughed, all sorts of things. And so I think we're just seeing the early stages of patients losing coverage. Um, I will say, you know, anecdotally in our breast, our comprehensive breast center at Liberty, Um, About every other month or so, we would have a patient reach out to our nurse navigator, uh, you know, saying that, you know, I need a mammogram, I don't have insurance, that sort of thing, uh, and we're able to help. Uh, However, just since we, you know, quote unquote, reopened, uh, i.e. are now, uh, you know, resuming uh, routine imaging such as mammograms, uh, which has been a very short period of time, we've already had, you know, six patients reach out uh, just in that short amount of time saying that um, either they lost insurance because they lost their job or, uh, you know, particularly some of our uh, more rural women, maybe older, um, their husbands lost their jobs and insurance and they were on their husband's insurance. Uh, so, you know, these are the issues that uh, women uh, patients in general are facing. And I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think we're just starting to see uh, patients losing coverage and then, you know, access to care. We already have issues in this country with access to care, particularly, you know, uh, urban, uh, maybe more underserved areas as well as rural areas. And COVID could definitely make that uh, the gap of healthcare disparities worse. And you mentioned insurance and and accessibility and and really ensuring access to patients across the board, regardless of background or income level, is a central pillar of population health management. How are you trying to face this challenge uh, in the current environment? So, you know, before, you know, the coronavirus pandemic came to light, 
we had already been implementing some tremendous measures for patients who needed access to care. So um, at Liberty Hospital, we have what's uh, the Liberty Hospital Foundation. And in the foundation, we have what's called the Women's Health Fund. And this Women's Health Fund is used for patients who might need a mammogram or uh, additional testing like a biopsy. We also, uh, last year, were recipients of a Susan G. Komen grant. So we have additional grant money as well for those things, as well as if, let's say, patients have transportation issues. You know, we have uh, gas cards for patients and, and those sort of things. So we already have these things in place and we're so grateful that we do because now we have patients, uh, you know, it's the a number of patients is increasing now and we're able to help these patients. So um, we've been really incredibly fortunate in this arena. And then all these other rural sites that I oversee breast imaging for, as well as the uh, site of our more urban um, underserved population, if they need a mammogram or something, we can get them to Liberty to get them um, access. So really fortunate to have these um, in place. Unfortunately, there are, uh, you know, lots of breast centers that don't have these measures in place, but we have, you know, a couple sources of funding uh, to help patients in need right now. Yeah, that's in keeping with uh, one way of looking at population health management uh, as not so much uh, plug and play software or platforms, uh, but more so, it's not so much um, the tools as how you use them, because, you know, a lot of times radiologists in particular already have these tools. It's just a different way of using them. Uh, to that, in that spirit, have you used any of your other tools that you may uh, have had in your toolkit or, or maybe expedited the development of others, such as, for instance, using a data registry, utilizing telemedicine to ensure that patients like you were just mentioning don't, don't have a way to get to the hospital, uh, can come, uh, maybe even those who, who, could, who could get there but are worried about contracting COVID-19 uh, can, can maybe do their appointments virtually. Do you have any uh, tools in your arsenal that have been brought to the forefront um, because of COVID-19? Yes, so we've kind of, since this has happened, we've formulated in the in our breast center at Liberty uh, a data registry of sorts that uh, we were we would are were able to follow up with patients who we had postponed imaging uh, you know because once this hit we followed all of the guidelines of expert groups CDC recommendations so we weren't doing any routine imaging we were not uh, doing any patients due for six-month follow-ups for asymptomatic so we had a list you know we had a, a long list of patients who we had been postponing uh, their routine or their follow-up imaging for weeks. So we formulated a data registry um you know, as the coronavirus uh, pandemic hit, we knew these patients were going to need to get in at some point. Uh, we did not want them to uh, not receive their follow-ups or their uh, routine screenings once we resumed imaging. So uh, we worked to do that um, on that end. As far as uh, telehealth or teleradiology goes, um, we particularly have not um, dove into that field uh, with breast imaging, but um, as far as our practice in general, uh, we are um, right now uh, putting together the pieces that we can offer this for interventional radiology for those patients who need to be, um, you know, perhaps they 
like you said, maybe afraid to come in or um, it's difficult for them to travel to where we are. So, you know, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of buzz right now in radiology, uh, particularly teleradiology and IR. Uh, so we are definitely uh, exploring that, have had um, meetings about that. Uh, I think there is potential for breast imaging uh, and teleradiology. It's just, a, it's a little bit trickier. Um, and I think that potentially for women who need uh, a mammogram or that sort of thing, obviously it's difficult to do uh, teleradiology. Uh, for breast imaging, I think uh, there's utility there. For example, if you were risk assessing a woman for breast cancer or something, but currently we're not uh, doing that. It's interesting. Now you mentioned um, the, the waves of COVID. Now, now that the now that the COVID-19 infections have abated, at least for now, um, and I think you mentioned earlier that you are seeing, you know, um, routine screening patient, routine imaging and screening patients coming back. What are you doing to ensure that your patients don't contract the virus in your department? Uh, and and to that end, also uh, communicating that to them. Yes. So before um, we, you know, quote unquote, reopened, uh, we sat down and we put together a very um, succinct game plan for reopening. And this had to be approved by um, hospital leadership. Uh, our hospital had a coronavirus task force, which was led by our chief medical officer, who's also an infectious disease specialist at, at Liberty Hospital. And so, um, you know, it had to go through a very thorough vetting process. But essentially what we're doing now to ensure patient safety is we've done a temporary redesign of the breast center uh, to allow for uh, optimal uh, social distancing. Um, and we're also have increased appointment time so that there is um, an increased gap in time between each patient to allow for distancing. Uh, we are upholding all strict PPE precautions uh, in terms of masks and gloves and gowns and uh, and have implemented uh, increased cleaning processes. You know, it's hard to think that, you know, you're already cleaning so much in a hospital, but we've definitely, um, you know, increased uh, time for cleaning and those sorts of measures. And so we really have um, taken it to the next level to ensure every patient's safety. And uh, as a result, you know, Liberty Hospital does have a campaign going on right now called Ready For You. And that Ready For You campaign is to instill um, you know, reassurance in the public that we are ready for them. We are upholding the most, uh, this, you know, the safest precautions and implementing the safest procedures uh, for them to come to the hospital if they need care. Uh, and that, you know, we have disseminated that messaging on, uh, you know, media, our media channels uh, and, and uh, billboards, you know, all sorts of things to get the word out that it is safe to come in because it is not business as usual at the hospital, and we are taking every measure we can uh, to ensure their safety. Well, thank you for joining the podcast, Dr. Patel. Where can people find you online? So I am um, out there on social media, uh, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Amy K. Patel uh, on LinkedIn. If you just search for Amy K. Patel, I'll pop up. Same for Facebook. So I'm an avid social media person, as you know. So uh, you will find me and I am out there. <laughs> well, thank you for joining the podcast, Dr. Patel. And thank you to our listeners. This has been PHM in your practice. See you next time.